Bro, or should I say, bro, it's a swerve, bro. What's up, wrestling fans, training car collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. I can say it is not a swerve, bro, that today's episode is going to be about the focus of collecting. The hobby has taken some real twists and turns in the past few years. Some are having the time of their lives, obtaining grail cards, making some big-time money, turning this stuff into a full-time career, side hustles. Then there is the other side of the fence, so to speak. The ones complaining. Complaining about how the hobby has turned into a business, collectors and kids are priced out, can't get any product everywhere, future of the hobby is in the toilet, it's the apocalypse, people. Nobody's having fun anymore. Per usual, though, people are overreacting on both sides of this argument. And per usual, I'm in both camps, so let's talk about it. But first, let's get some plugs out of the way before we get into this deep-rooted topic of the current state of the hobby. First and foremost, make sure to check the show notes for everything I'm about to talk about. My YouTube channel is the main focus. A lot of awesome wrestling car content videos, a lot of special guest interviews over there. Please subscribe to that, share it with a friend. Leave a comment and give me a thumbs up if you like the videos. Make sure to check out the other podcast that I'm involved with, Worlds Collide, myself and Tony Vela talking all things wrestling cards. Subscribe to that and share it with a friend as well. My social platform links are all down there, or if you just want to search on whatever platform you like, I said earlier, at Zan Morning. There's also links to my Spotify. I'm always posting new playlists, new music. You guys know I love music. I hope you love music. And make sure to check out links to my Patreon, where you can help contribute to the show monetarily. But not only that, you then become part of the community, become part of the content. You can steer where the content's going. Some of them you can come onto the show. Again, everything I've spoke about is in the show notes. So let's talk about it. And let me also preface that I may be a little all over the place once again here, kind of like I was on the last episode, but stick with me here. Do you even collect, bro? That's an interesting phrase, right? I can't actually imagine any of the hobby diehards that, that have been collecting for 50 or 60 years using the term bro ever in their lives. And it's actually hard to say that any of the hype beast hobby quote flippers say anything about collecting, right? Wrong? I'm not sure. We are definitely in an interesting time right now. Let's start first and foremost with the wrestling card hobby. You guys are listening to my content mainly for wrestling cards, so that's what we're starting with. You want to talk about a great time with great people? I've had such great conversations with many of you listening and have made so many new contacts. I love interacting with the diehards in the wrestling card community. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Shout out. Shout out wrestling card collectors. Everybody, for the most part, has been super helpful and entertaining while mostly keeping a level head about anything. Now sure, I've had some hiccups with people here and there, but it is what it is. The popularity and values of wrestling cards keep a steady climb up as well. I don't think we're ever going back down to the floor that they once were, and I'm having the time of my life just with wrestling cards, not even counting everything else I'm involved with. While some of you listening might also collect other things, as I said, many of you only collect wrestling cards. But I want to take one second to kind of step out of the bubble of this wrestling card hobby that we're in. And let's talk about people and sports cards. I said earlier, we seem to be in two camps of the hobby. Collectors, and then people that want to make money. Many collectors don't think that people should be in this for the money. They want to complain about everything under the sun if they don't get their way. If it's not been the way it's been for 30, 40 years. On the flip side, based on the content I see in here, I have to wonder if people in the hobby that are mainly here to make money even collect anything. And if they're not 
collecting, what's the point? So where do I stand? Right down the middle, daddy. You guys like that Bill Alfonso impression? No? Okay, moving on. Per usual, I'm on both sides of this argument. But what I'm about to say can be applied to wrestling cards because we have different types of people within the wrestling card hobby as well. First off, I want to start with the collectors, the lifeblood of the hobby. If people didn't collect things, products wouldn't sell, cards and collectibles wouldn't have very much value, demand or importance would just go away. Just pictures of people and things on cardboard. That's all it would end up being. But in my opinion, there is way too much complaining going on in this sector of the hobby. Complaining about pricing, availability of the product, getting caught in dra the drama of hobby headlines. I could go on and on. This may not set well with some of you, but I'm a very big proponent of adapt or die. Things in our lives are going to change all the time, every day, whether we like it or not. And we have two options. We can change with the times and continue doing what we're doing, enjoying it to the best of our ability, or we can get left behind and talk about the good old days. Now let's look at the other side of the fence, bro. You know, when I said bro that time, I had to put my backwards PSA hat on. Not really, I'm kidding. I got this sick slab for under comps. Bro, the documentary's coming out soon. It's gonna be fire, bro. Then I can sell it and buy some sick soccer, brah. Okay, I know, I'm having some fun here. Uh, for that part, I put my PSA backpack on. Again, not really. The people that are just into the hobby to make a buck, well, they're interesting. I have to 100% say I do applaud the hustle, the entrepreneurship, and the attempt to build wealth here. No doubt, they're doing a great job. But there's just something I can't go all in with with these guys. I like to call them the PSA backpack full of shiny slabs and camera crews. I can't say they're in this for the wrong reason because, as I said, I applaud the hustle and the mindset and putting in the work to get paid. And there are people and major companies, corporations, businesses making money all the time in fields that people say they shouldn't be making money in that because it's wrong or because it's not the way things have been done for a hundred years. So whatever. I guess it's just the authenticity of many of these types. To me, they just don't seem like they have a passion for what's actually in their hands or in some cases their backpacks other than, hey, this sold for X last night. Now today it's trending at Y. Time to flip. But Zane, you're always talking about buying and selling and that makes you one of the flip hype bros, bro. Well, not so fast. While it is true, I really enjoy buying and selling collectibles, cards, all kinds of stuff. That's not why I started collecting. That's also not the case when I got really back into collecting specifically wrestling cards a few years back. I've always been a reseller of anything that I could get my hands on. And this goes all the way back to elementary school. It's just how I live. But I also come across or obtain items from time to time that I won't be letting go of anytime soon. Sure, as a million dollar man says, Everybody's got a price. And I might just go ahead and sell every collectible and card I own for some kind of ridiculous, unrealistic amount of life-changing money if that opportunity presented itself. But I resell and I flip to be able to afford the bigger cards that I want to keep that I might not have been able to afford otherwise. That is my game. Flip, resell into bigger cards that I want to keep. Plus, I also find it interesting that it's almost a hobby within a hobby when you start really getting deep in activity. Based on the information of how I operate, I think this is a great middle ground to kind of plant your flag in the hobby. It takes everybody to make this thing work. Collectors, dealers, flippers, investors, people just wanting to rip packs, kids, families. If we don't have collectors, we don't have people wanting things. 
If people don't want things, there is no demand, there is no money to be made. I think it's always a good idea to collect something that you're into. A player, a character, a team, a specific moment in time represented in an object, a piece of cardboard, a piece of plastic, a figure, a toy. These things are important. A great pastime to keep your mind off of all the negative things in the world. But I also think there's a point in time to better yourself and give yourself a little bit more freedoms by freeing up some of these collectibles for some cash. After all, it is just cardboard or plastic or whatever it is you collect. If there is ever a point in time in your hobby journey that you have a chance to part with some of this stuff and it makes your life or your family's life better, it's best to do that in my opinion. At the same time, I think just treating collectibles as commodities is completely foolish. I'll just say it. I look at many of the modern sports cards similarly to the influx of all these trash NFTs. Seriously. I love digital collectibles and I love NFTs. I stated that on last week's episode. But let's face it, there is a lot of trash out there that won't be worth a dime in value down the road with these NFTs. But I think the same thing can be said about modern sports cards, like I said. Let's look at some of these stars and their cards going for just ridiculous amounts of money. But then let's take a step back and look at all of the Hall of Fame players in all the sports from the past 30 years. Many of their key iconic rookie cards, they aren't worth very much. But many people chased them when they were rookies, thinking these cards were going to put their kids through college and be worth a fortune. But I guess that's also another topic for maybe another episode, discussing the gambling aspect of prospecting, short-term, long-term outlooks, diamond hands, paper hands. But in closing today, I hope I've just once again given you perspective. It's one of the reasons I created this podcast. It's the only reason I'm on social media at all. And it's one of the only reasons that I created the YouTube channel. Get information out there. Give different perspectives. Hopefully better collections for people just by information. And maybe even better their lives, whether that's entertainment or thoughtful insight. The collector's mindset rules the day. It's the lifeblood and the reason the hobby is the hobby. But sometimes it's okay to mix in a transactional mindset if you need to thin out that collection and consolidate. Level up to that grail card that you've always been wanted. Or buy that house for your family because, let's face it, you're tired of paying rent and you need it. I greatly appreciate everybody making it this far on the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. If you would like to show your support in some other ways, make sure to check out the show notes for links to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. The other podcasts I'm involved with. My Patreon channel if you want to be part of the Wrestling With Cards interactive community. And until next time, and maybe most importantly, keep having fun, keep collecting. We'll see you next time.